Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Inside Access with Jason LaConfora, Ken Wyman, and Tim Barbalace. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 1057 The Fan. Full start, offense number 77, five-yard penalty, first down. Another false start. Full start, offense number 70, five-yard penalty, third down. Travis Jones interrupted it. And now penalty flag shuts this play down for a delay of game. Delay of game. Offense number seven. Five-yard penalty, third down. I think the best fans in uh, football and the way they come out, I don't know what they be on, liquid courage or what, but they get at the top of their lungs, and I love to hear it. So it's definitely playing a big part. We got a lot of quite a few times. You can see they have some false stars here and there. Uh, you know, that's how we need to make. We need a rocking like that every time. You heard some of the highlights. Five false false starts and a delay of game Saturday night against Houston. And then you heard Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith talking about it. And uh, obviously that was a Houston Texans team. Young team playing their first road playoff game. But this, it still stands to reason the bank's going to be loud Sunday afternoon. And how big a home field advantage is this? Well, look, I, I, I think it's massive. Um Mahomes is not going to rattle the way some of these guys did. But I'll say this. Chiefs got some jumpy tackles. And I talked a lot about, hey, even Tunsil in that dome in Indianapolis, you know, Tunsil a couple times on the road down the stretch looked very jumpy. And we talked throughout the week about how you break down the Texans' penalties on the road. They were top five in the league in false starts on the road. They were, like, top seven in the league and holding penalties on the road, procedural stuff, um, false starts, uh, delay a game. All that stuff was an issue. Do I think it's going to be as much of an issue for Creed Humphrey and and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? No, but look, in a game that I, I think is this close, five yards here, five yards there, losing it down here, being off script, it, it certainly ain't going to hurt. And I expect it to be nothing short of riotous. Um, I was in the lobby for tickets this morning. Uh, got a few. Uh, they were gone rather quickly. Like the demand is like I, I Bone. I got news for you. You, you don't you, you don't have a default TMI this week about is there a palpable buzz in this town yeah, for this game? That's people yeah. are people are over the moon for this game. 
And I do think in an instance or two, it's going to make life difficult for the Chiefs, make it a little less of a streamlined operation. And those tackles have to be a factor in this game. Clowney, Van Noy, Owe, they've got to kind of get in their heads a little bit. That those those two in pass protection can be an issue. And you'll see pretty early on, right? The right tackle is he even lined up near the line of scrimmage. How far back is he? Are they gonna let are they gonna let him get away with it if it does look a little bit egregious? Like, yes, all that matters, and it is interconnected to Home field advantage. Uh, yeah, it's a complete... The buzz is uh, out of this world right now, and there is going to be a TMI probably tomorrow. I mean, guys, this is probably the biggest Baltimore sporting event since, what, 2131? I mean, like, I, I, yeah. I don't know how far back you'd have to go, but we'll get, we'll get into that tomorrow. I mean, look, the home field advantage is real. And we saw Patrick Mahomes, he was on the Manning cast earlier this year, and he was asked about going silent count. And he said he only ever had to do that in two stadiums, Seattle and Baltimore. And Mahomes has played in Baltimore twice. The first time, it was COVID, 2020, mm. there weren't any fans. 2021, it was nuts. And if if last week is any indicator of what the crowd can do, to opposing teams. I mean, five false starts in a delay of game. Ravens led the NFL this year in terms of false starts and delay of games forced at home. I mean, this is a legitimate home field advantage. The buzz is immense. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. The environment's going to be raucous from kickoff to finish. Yeah, and Jason, I think you bring up a good point that, that we'll probably be talking about most of the week, and that is these tackles for the Chiefs, which are not good at all. They're like they, If you're looking at a weakness on this well, team... Well, they can run block. Yeah, uh, but, the, pass, but they, protection. pass protection's a problem. Yeah, and look, I, I think a lot of this points to the Chiefs funneling the ball, as great as Mahomes is, funneling the ball on the ground, especially between the 20s, and then Patrick Mahomes is going to have to hit... Some big passes. I don't think he's going to hit as many as last week against a depleted Bills defense. And they're going to have to be efficient in the red zone. But I I think the tackle situation, the atmosphere out there, um, the construction of that Ravens defense and McDonald and, and how elite the disguise is and how sticky the coverage has been and how elite the pass rush has been and the tackle situation plus the crowd. Yeah. Um, you put all that into a, a bone simulator, and it probably yeah. spits out. We Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco. We we busting out the bone simulator this week. Don't force it, Gigi. Yeah, don't force it. I mean, it don't, don't force I it mean, upon it, the bone. Well, I will Friday, of course, for the. You, you know, know when it's time to simulate. simulate. Yeah, I, yeah. I always know when to simulate. But yeah. no, I, look. The bottom line is this: the Ravens are the more talented team. If they play their game and don't make mistakes, they're going to win this football game. But if Isaiah Pacheco gets going and then Patrick Mahomes can get some play action off that, if turnovers happen, then absolutely Kansas City can come into Baltimore and win this football game. But with the way this defense is playing right now, if they can at least slow down Pacheco, it's going to make life really tough on that Chiefs offense. Yeah, I, I think Isaiah Pacheco is the the and we'll talk more about it in the next segment, but uh the, the key to this football game. But Completely yeah, agree. I, I I can't imagine and, and it was funny and, and we were joking about it earlier, but Bone did a segment about the lack of a buzz and sitting there got there early 
And the place, like a half hour before kickoff, the place was nearly full. And then, boom, all of a sudden, about 10 minutes before the game, place filled up and it got loud. And it stayed loud for the entirety, basically, of that football game. Uh, it was an absolute factor. And um, I, I think, look, there's it's a bigger game. It's a stage that this city hasn't been on since 1971. And let's keep it real. I don't want to jinx anything, but it looks like it'll be a lot better day across the board to sit outside for four hours and watch football. Could be some rain. It's not going to be 12 degrees. No. Looks like it's going to be in the 40s. And we'll see about the rain. Balmy 40. Ball, yeah, well, today it's yeah, in the can, 40s. The melting begins. Please. It's supposed to be 60 by Friday. It's a weird weather. Weird. Mm, don't get me started. It's wacky. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I, um, if, if, uh, your experience, Jason, on the, on the, uh, the old, uh, computer this morning is any, any indication, the demand is enormous. Fervent, fervent demand. Yeah, it's, it's enormous. I don't expect to see any empty seats on Sunday, but we have a huge Tuesday show and it's the last show before the Ravens get back on the field tomorrow. They'll start getting ready for the Chiefs in earnest tomorrow as they get back on the practice field. Guest wise, our friend Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network, she was at the Lions game this week. Can we get her thoughts on that and everything else going on in the playoffs? Dan Pompey from The Athletic wrote a great piece on Justin Matabike. He joins us at 3 o'clock. Our weekly chat with Rita Hubbard at 3.30. The mayor of Baltimore, Brandon Scott, will get his thoughts on this game Sunday at 4 o'clock. And Aditi Kinkabwala from CBS. She also doing Westwood One, correct? Uh, their bone. Uh, Aditi doing. She did the Chiefs game. Yeah, yeah she, I'm not sure what she has for this weekend. Yeah, but she did it. Oh, Chiefs for Westwood One. She yes. joins us at 4:30. And we might have a couple of surprises could, in the five could o'clock be hour. A, a trick or two up our sleeves. Yeah, look, um, we have turned the page on the Texans, and there's a whole lot of different ways to peel back this Ravens Chiefs onion. And um, I think it's going to be a game where both teams want to control time of possession and limit the possessions for the other team and wear out the opposing defense on the ground. And both these teams are well-equipped to do it. Coming up next, we alluded to it, Isaiah Pacheco and the Chiefs running game. Could this be an issue on Sunday? We will discuss next here on The Fan. Inside Access. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Pacheco. Pacheco is across for the Kansas City touchdown. Yeah, they run the ball really well. Uh, they'll come out with you know three or four kind of game plan runs certain ways. Nothing that you haven't seen before, but they, 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 they dial in on something that they try to exploit. And then number 10, Pacheco, man, guy's coming downhill. You know, he's, he's hitting it that way all out. You know, he's 225 pounds. His knees are up high. You know, he's, he's just, he's rolling, you know, and it's going to be a big challenge for us to deal with him because he's, he's as physical a runner as there is in the league. He's as determined as, as there is. And we're going to have to be a physical, determined defense to tackle him. And, uh, you know, I like our guys. I like our guys' chances. I think our guys will be up for it. And uh, we're going to have to be because uh, he's a good runner. John Harbaugh likes his guys. We've heard that before here in Charm City. And Isaiah Pacheco may be the key to this football game. I do want to read you something unrelated that I literally just saw but could be. And I'm curious to hear Bobby D's thoughts on this officiating crew when we talked to him on Friday. But this is courtesy of Warren Sharp. So Sean Smith, his crew is doing this game mm-hmm. Sunday. Warren Sharp tweeted, the NFL pushed the panic button. They have a ref in the rotation. It was a massive edge to road teams. Road teams win at the number one highest rate with him. He penalizes home teams in ways no other ref does, and he's calling the Ravens Chiefs game. Oh. The script strikes again. <laughs> uh, we we shall see. Um, these guys do have tendencies. These guys do have – there is a book on them. They do call things differently. They do emphasize different things, and the results um, – Home road splits for these refs exist just like they exist for players, and sometimes they are extreme, and this is extreme. Now, remember, they mix crews up in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It's not like it is in the regular season, but obviously that crew chief can have significant sway um, over their preparation for that game and how it's called. Uh, Regardless of the officiating crew, I I think the Kansas City Chiefs, like most teams, start – I won't say changing their spots, but start adapting and evolving come playoff time. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a throwing league, and we get that. And all the rules and all the officials have basically the league office acted in a way to incentivize throwing the ball. But this time of year, people tend to swing the pendulum a little bit more towards some heavier personnel. What can we do to be uber-physical? The Buffalo Bills, what did they do down the stretch? They started using an extra offensive lineman quite a bit. Um, how have the Kansas City Chiefs evolved? They become a three tight end team. Um, the Chiefs only had three tight ends on the field for eighty plays the entire regular season. They have run twenty nine plays in thirteen personnel the last two weeks alone. Seven um, percent usage in the regular season. Almost one of every four plays they run in the playoffs offensively is in thirteen personnel, and it's been incredibly effective. They're averaging five point five yards per rush in the postseason. Out of 13 personnel, seven first downs, 32% of their 13 personnel runs pick up a first down or a touchdown. Almost two and a half yards before contact running out of 13 personnel. Um, The Ravens haven't seen a ton of it, 23 snaps all year. They were 19th in yards per carry against 13, 27th in EPA, 19th in success rate. So however you want to look at it, Slightly below average to very below average. Um, Patrick Mahomes is also thriving, throwing the ball out of 13 personnel. They have two tight ends who they trust a lot, right? Catching the ball. Uh, Noah Gray and obviously uh, Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. 
Um, and that big scramble that Mahomes had down the left sidelines uh, for 24 yards in the game on Sunday, yeah, that was out of 13 personnel. Um, the Chiefs run the ball up the middle more than any team in the NFL. And again, we've been chronicling the Ravens' issues, stopping runs up the middle, um, at least since the Arizona game. During the regular season, they did it 40% of the time. Since Pacheco's come back fully healthy week 13, they do it almost half the time. It's a pretty staggering number. Um, the Baltimore Ravens for the season uh, runs up the middle. They're 30th, allowing 4.7 yards per carry. They're 26th in defensive EPA on runs up the middle. Um, they're also vulnerable to the draw, 7.3 yards per carry on draws. That's last in the NFL. Um, the Chiefs also, they run under center, and they're fairly effective with it, but they are a heavy shotgun running team, especially since week 13. Again, when Pacheco got his legs under, mm-hmm. since week 13, they've got 114 shotgun runs. They average 5.2 per carry, eighth in the league. Five touchdowns rushing out of the gun. Second in the NFL. Uh, Pacheco's top six in the NFL, 2.17 yards before contact, running out of shotgun. The Baltimore Ravens against shotgun runs since week 13, 28th in the league, 5.3 yards per carry, 21st in EPA. They are sixth in success rate, which would tell you some of this, maybe a little bit garbage time, you know, teams handing it off when they should probably be throwing. But regardless, I think runs up the middle and, and some of these trends are a thing. We've chronicled all year long teams that run behind a fullback, teams that pitch the ball to the outside, create problems for the Ravens. The Ravens currently, including the playoffs, are 28th in the NFL on pitch plays, uh, allowing 6.1 yards per carry. They're 26th in success rate. Against lead plays with a lead blocker rushing for the running, ahead of the running back, 5.6 yards per carry, 32nd in the league. Um, Kansas City, Pacheco on pitch plays averages 5.3 yards per carry. Uh, Kansas City on lead plays. They don't do it as much. They do have a fullback when they want them. Um, They average 4.3 yards per carry on lead rushes, seventh in the NFL. So they are built. Like we talked about the Texans, and I said all week, I don't care that the Ravens can't stop the run. It's not going to be a problem here. But if there's a team that gets volume in the run game and is schematically built to exploit some of the areas where the run defense has been really leaky for the Ravens, and they stick to it, it could be a problem. And now, obviously in this matchup, the answer ain't eight-man boxes. Because now you, yeah. you play an eight-man box against Patrick Mahomes, you're killing yourself. Yeah. So they're going to fight to get Broderick Washington and some of these big bodies on the field. And if, those, if, if they force the Ravens out of their base defense and they force those guys in, they got to get the job done. Well, it's the biggest key in this game for me is stopping the run, slowing down Isaiah Pacheco, because as you noted, he's going to get volume in this rushing attack. Runs downhill. He can uh, you know, run with a lot of power, too. And Patrick Mahomes is someone you got to keep an eye on. Is he Josh Allen? No, but in the playoffs. But he always seems to have a big run. Exactly. He had one last in, week, in, too. In the playoffs, he turns it up in terms of using his legs in this one. You cannot allow the Chiefs to dictate this ball game on the ground. And conversely, it's going to be very interesting because the Chiefs defense is susceptible to the ground oh, game as we'll, well. We'll get so, to that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> don't worry. There this is this is a yin and yang yeah, situation here. It, it is. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how it all develops. But with how dominant 
this Ravens defense has been in so many facets of this game, it really is puzzling their struggles against the run. I mean, 26 and yards per carry allowed against them. They were great against the Texans. But that was a team that really does not run the football that well. You know how great their inside linebackers are. Matabike's had a standout year this Saw year. Saw a lot of Travis Jones Travis on Saturday. Travis Jones yep. as well. But for whatever reason, this team has struggled to stop the run. Thankfully, they've been playing ahead in every single ball game to where they can take the running game out for opposition. And it stands to, well, we should be brought up again, pay attention to Joe Tooney's status as the week goes because he had a pec injury uh, Sunday, and he's one of the better guards in all of football, and if he can't go or he's not, he's he's, uh, hampered in any way, that affects what they can do. He's a guard. But he's a really good one. He is, but like... All pro. Yeah. He's a really good guard. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I. If all the injuries they could sustain on offense, as good as he is, I'll take a guard over pretty much any other position. Um, but he I, is I part of their inside running game. He is, but he's also getting a little long in the tooth. Like I, I don't think that's going to sway the balance, and I don't think it's going to change the way Andy Reid calls this game, whether he has them or he doesn't have them. Um, they're going to get in a lot of heavy personnel. They're going to try to dictate personnel groupings to the Ravens. Um, they're going to try to get the Ravens out of those lighter situations where you, you know you re- really only playing two real linebackers, and the strength is in the secondary and keeping all those bodies on the field. Right, getting a Geno and a Kyle and a Marlin and a Stevens, like keeping all those guys out there. They're going to try to run them out of nickel, and if they do, Mahomes can throw out of thirteen. He can throw out of twelve. He could throw out of anything. Um, and, and defending the run is going, as crazy as it sounds, against maybe the greatest quarterback ever, defending the run is going to be paramount. And if they can defend the run in their base offense, then they're going to win this game, and they might win convincingly. If they don't, it could be a long day. Yeah, I, I do agree. It's I think it's Isaiah Pacheco and slowing him down is the key to this football game. Hey, coming up next, Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network. We'll get her thoughts on her weekend in Detroit, watching the Lions advance to the NFC Championship game. And what does she think of these two games coming up Sunday? Cynthia joins us next here on The Fan. Ravens off today. They get back on the practice field tomorrow, getting ready for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Perfect time to head out to the WGK Law guest hotline. Our friend Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network joins us now. And Cynthia, thank you as always for joining us. Got to start with this, though. How was this weekend for you going to the game in Detroit, seeing the Lions win and advance to the NFC Championship game? I mean, surreal. The only word that I can think of is surreal. I was so inappropriate in the press box because everyone's like all quiet and serious. And I'm like, we're taking shots. What can we do? Like, I, was, <laughs> I don't care. It's fine. Um, but look, it, it was super special. I got a chance to kind of get a real flavor of what the, like, we were at a bar across the street for game day morning and people were so happy. And if it gives you any sense of what it's like in Detroit right now, the fans, like every time a Bucks fan would walk in, they would boo them and then they would buy them a drink because it was just so like this nice mix of like, Hey, we really want to win, but Hey, you know, come on in. We're going to, everyone's welcome here. So it was really special. My driver, you know, my Uber driver, he was fantastic and like crying being like, this is so cool. And I was crying. I mean, it was, it's what sports are all about making these memories. You always will remember if you're a a Lions fan where you were in that moment, it has been so many years coming and so special and to be able to be there in person really meant a lot to me. 
I lived at Riverfront Apartments for three years when I covered the Red Wings for the Free Press in the late '90s. Did you hit Lafayette Coney Island beforehand? Uh, or, are you? Where, where, where do your allegiances lie, there, Cynthia? Well, you know, if I'm honest, I'm a Chili's Chili kind of girl. I mean, when okay. you have a dog named Gordy after Gordy Howe, yeah. you tend to go to. Well, I went to Mom's Spaghetti, which is M and M spot, uh-huh. and then Chili's Chili because. To me, Chris Chelios is a Red Wing, which yeah. a lot of Chicago people might <laughs> say otherwise, but not to me. He's, he's a Red Wing. Well, I covered that trade. Uh, Cynthia, I want to get your thoughts just going back a few years. I mean, the Stafford trade between the Rams and Lions, and golf was like a salary dump for them. But You get all the draft picks. Golf ends up you know, being a guy for them. It, it was such a win-win trade for both organizations, wasn't it? I mean, it was incredible. Obviously, look, like we talk about, like, you know, you have to be prepared. You have to get a little lucky. You have to have opportunities, things like that. I mean, they really did a nice job. Ben Johnson, obviously, I, I, you know, I joke around not wanting him to get a job elsewhere because I don't want him to leave the Lions. Um, But there's a reason that he's being in consideration for these head coaching jobs, because not only did he craft an offense that works, he used these pieces that maybe weren't really fitting other places like Jared Goff and, you know, even some of the, the structures around, like, I don't think a lot of people thought Amon Ross St. Brown would be who he was. Otherwise, he would have been drafted where he was. So there's a number of pieces there that he really crafted into this thing that works so well. And that O-line, I mean, I now, you know, I remember the first draft and they were so excited they got Panay Sewell. And I was like, that's great. Like, I agree. I, we, but one offensive lineman does not an O-line make. Turns out he happens to be the number one mm. blocking right tackle in the league. No big deal. And, you know, when it comes to run, run blocking. So it's, it's just a matter of kind of getting it right and things coming together at the right time. And frankly, being in a position where the NFC is a little more achievable than it has been. And Aaron Rodgers isn't in there, anymore, <laughs> which really does help, as it turns out. <laughs> well, it's very early in the week, but I've done a lot of work on this game, Cynthia. And I, I think your boys have a fighting chance. In, in part, I don't know if you've ever made this sort of connection, but I, it seems to me it happens more often than you're not. A team like San Francisco... I often find a lot of times what they do amazingly offensively, they struggle like hell to stop defensively. And, like, they can't stop outside zone, right? Like, they can't stop pitch plays. They can't stop when you get under center and run the ball old school, something Shanahan loves to do. They can't stop it. I feel like the Lions could win this game in the trench. Aiden Hutchinson's the best pass rusher in this game right now. I mean, Bosa's pressure rate the last month is under 13%. Chase Young's under 9% the last month. Like, I don't know. I feel good about their ability here. I feel strong. I did some math already, too. I'm a little worried about, you know, Frank Ragnow is not 100%. Mm-hmm. I love Frank Ragnow. I sat in the pressers after, and this man just, like, awesome. He talked about how he and Jared were playing chess against Todd Bowles and that defense. And it was really like, you can tell he like, I feel like he should be going hunting right now and like making, maybe bringing a buck back. Like he's so like exactly what that city's like. Right. And I can say that cause I'm from Michigan. Um, and, and then also, but Jonah Jackson being out as a, yeah. you know, that's a, that's an issue because this was an O-line that is a very good O-line, but you know, there's a huge drop off as Ravens fans know when you have injuries to your O-line, even if they're out there, it's not 100%. Jonah won't be out there. But, you know, even if Frank's out there, it, it does scare me. We saw the difference between non-Frank Ragnow and Frank Ragnow. So I'm just a little bit scared of that. And I'm also a little scared of the Lions defense because Cam Sutton's a liability. And, and I like him. He's a nice man. But <laughs> holy smokes, please don't let him in man coverage against. But is it, uh, is it know, this the Jameer Gibbs game, Cynthia? 
Like, what are we doing here? It's got to be, right? Like, if we see it, they've got to see it. If you are a if you are a person who likes to uh, do the thing that happens in Vegas, most mm-hmm. notably, I would say that there's some, the Jameer Gibbs situations, the lines on Jameer Gibbs, mm-hmm. seem to be a bit undervalued. Mm-hmm. His longest rush, his total yards, mm-hmm. his number of receptions. I think all of those are undervalued by people in the desert that I don't know anything about because the NFL signs my paycheck, but other people might know about them, just not me. <laughs> We're talking to Cynthia Freeland's Inside Access here on The Fan. Well, Cynthia, let's get to the game that people here care most about, and that is the mm-hmm. Ravens and the Chiefs. What are your early thoughts on this matchup? I have ra- the Ravens winning by at least four points. I think it is a very different sort of situation to face a non-linebacker situation in the Bills and a scary, scary, scary linebacker situation in the Ravens. It's a completely different set of standards to really fix this time around. I mean, the Texans had a little bit of like this gambling sort of upside with this quarterback who, you know, they didn't expect to get there. You know, they they said they didn't feel like they were playing with house money, but I would imagine they probably did feel like, you know, mm-hmm. who's going to say that, you know, like, we're like, Hey, you know, it doesn't matter. We're fine. You don't, you know, they're just not going to say that, but you know, it, it's a different sort of thing. And they came out blitzing and did some, you know, narrative busters and trend busters. And while I think that, you know, obviously the chiefs have a very strong defense, I just don't think that their offense has enough to overcome what Mike McDonald, who rightfully so is, getting all these interviews, (laughs) is going to bring out there. Well, Cynthia, something we were talking about prior to you coming on is our concerns with the Ravens' rush defense against the Chiefs' rushing offense and Isaiah Pacheco. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you see him having success on the ground Sunday? Sure. I I think one thing to watch, to me, one of the bigger liabilities in this game is the right tackle for the Chiefs because early in the season you saw him – getting a little bit of a head start, and they called it quite often. Mm-hmm. He's since cooled off a little bit, but you know what else happens? His run blocking goes down when he cools off a little bit. He doesn't get that head start. And you saw how, how loud it is last week at M&T, and I, I don't know if that's going to help them out very much. So I think that does actually provide a little bit of help, especially in those looks that are not necessarily conventional rushing looks, right, where they potentially are going to try to get there Maybe, maybe run outside the right, tackle outside to the right. I just think that, that that's going to be an area, a liability for them that the Ravens can absolutely exploit. And I saw last game, I saw exactly what Mike McDonald did to try to exploit a right tackle that maybe wasn't as, as strong as the left. I, two guys I'm kind of looking at a little bit on the margins here in this game, Cynthia, that I think could be interesting is we see Andy Reid now running almost 25%, 13 personnel in the postseason. And I think Hamilton can do the job on Kelsey, you know, but like that second tight end, like Gray, I kind of wonder if if he does a little more than we're used to. And we've also seen teams throwing the ball to their running back like crazy against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. really the last seven weeks, especially the last four. And I don't think that Justice Hill is going to leave the field a whole lot here because of the Ravens' potential issues at tackle, right? And the Chiefs' right. number one sack rate. I feel like Justice Hill in the screen game could be a thing. Absolutely. I mean, the interesting part about I'm I'm very confused when you're when I'm trying to map out like who's going where where are the corners going to go? And I say that because that kind of dictates where their safeties go. I, they it feels like they they see Spagnolo. Obviously, we know he likes to you know bring heat. He doesn't necessarily like to blitz always, but he likes to bring heat. 
And it often looks like like different people rushing from different locations. And that, to me, is going to dictate how Todd Munkin says, okay, well, if you see this, or if we tip it off with this, then do this, right? So I'm, I'm curious how that chess match is going to go, because, you know, McDuffie and Sneed are good, but Sneed is a gambler. Sneed mm-hmm. is like a Marcus Peters type, so he can get got. So I'm curious to see how they, how they navigate that challenge. Uh, Cynthia, before we let you go, you said you like the Ravens by at least four. What about the other game? Uh, do you like your Lions? Or are you picking the Niners? Well, let me be clear. My math has the Niners. They only, it only has the Niners by five, which is less than seven that those Vegas people think about. But I will never, ever, ever in this situation, I've been waiting way too long <laughs> to put on my Lion costume again and not pick my damn Lions because <laughs> – I, I, I just can't do it. Sometimes you have to take those, even analytic people know, sometimes you have to do the low probability thing to get disproportionate upside. So no way in God's green earth I'm not taking the line this weekend. Hey, even if you're the lone wolf, you're still in good company. I don't care. I'd rather go down having picked this team that I grew up loving and I have memory. I mean, I literally had a great aunt bring me preserves before the game. What am I going to do with that? Whatever. Like, that's, she's like, you need blueberry preserves. It's the only thing. You, okay, got it. You know, like, the, no way I'm not taking the Lions. Cynthia, thanks as always for your time. Good luck this weekend to your Lions, and we, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank Looking you. forward to seeing you guys in Vegas. Yeah, Alrighty. Fingers crossed. Uh, we can get Jason the on the plane. plane. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, Mark Andrews. We think he's going to be playing this time for reals. What does this mean for the offense we discuss next here on The Fan? Inside Access. Jackson to Andrews. Does he get in? Yes, touchdown! Mark Andrews with his first touchdown of the season. Jackson up high, handled. Andrews, touchdown, Baltimore. The the fact that how much they care, you know, and just being out here for practices and seeing the energy and, and guys coming up to you nonstop, it's a... Um, it's a loving group. It's a group that cares. It's a group that plays for one another. And um, that's what's special about this team is the bond, the chemistry, and um, the type of players that we have. Yeah, we'll just see how he goes. Uh, we're looking forward to it. He practiced last week, and uh, I'm sure he'll practice again this week. And if he's ready to play, he'll play. So, good call on the music there. Return of the Mac. But this, in this case, it's Return of the Mark. And we thought he'd play last weekend, but he was not activated. He practiced in full on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Looks like all signs point to him probably being activated this week. And so, we'll revisit. What does this mean? We saw Isaiah likely only two catches last week, but did catch a touchdown pass. What does the addition of Mark Andrews mean to this offense, Jason? I mean, look, there are certain things that, regardless of how the last couple months have gone or how long since we've seen him on a football field, there's some things that are pretty established between him and Mar- and, and and Lamar Jackson and what that connection means and when that connection manifests itself and, and what a difference maker he can be. Um, and, and, like, everybody is thrilled with Isaiah Likely. There's every reason in the world to be thrilled by Isaiah Likely. But, I mean... He's catching two balls a game, you know, like for the most part. He had a big run. He had a game against the Chargers, we call it more. But, like, I think since Andrews went down, he's averaging a little under four catches per game in the last three weeks. It's two each. They're big catches. They're huge catches. He's hitting pay dirt, and that's huge, right? He scored in four straight games at home. He's got a touchdown in five of the last six. But it's not like he's getting ten targets a game. So there's plenty of room for Andrews in this offense, I would just point out 
and the Chiefs' pass defense is good all the way around. But they've been awesome against 12 personnel. 75.2 passer rating, third in the NFL. 57% completion percentage, third in the NFL. 5.9 yards per attempt when the other team's in 12 personnel, third in the NFL. Just four touchdowns, the three interceptions all season long, regular season and playoff when the other team's in 12. So it's something they're pretty well equipped to defend, but just having another wrinkle bone, something that as much as we know that it exists and we know what it's meant in the past, they've gone two months without having him there. What he brings emotionally, what he brings from energy, what he brings from just being a clutch performer, and then it's some other new wrinkle for the Chiefs to think about. Is he on a pitch count? Isn't he? Is he just going to be in the red zone? Is he a decoy? And I'll say even prior to the game, we were talking about the environment. Oh, yeah. If he comes out of the tunnel, Bonkers. I mean, that place is going to go insane. And look, I always go back to this when we're talking about the tight ends, where they are security blankets for Lamar Jackson. And the catch percentages indicate that. Mark Andrews, 73.8. That's a career high for him. Isaiah Likely, 75%. And both of them have been touchdown scorers. Andrews with six touchdowns. And Isaiah Likely, what, he's got six since Mark Andrews went down. I think that so, was seventh, wasn't se- it? Se- yeah, I think you're right. Seventh. I, you have more guys that can really help this offense in the red zone. And it's proven it. And and having both of them on the field at the same time. Now, granted, I'd like to know, you know, what percentage Mark Andrews is at. I mean, is he gonna have a little bit of a hitch in his giddy up? But regardless, having him out there is a big, big positive. If he can run, he's another weapon. Sure. Like, let's face it, he's one of the better t- he's a all pro tight end. If he's if he's what, even seventy five percent? He, that's got somebody that the Chiefs have to account for. If he practices in full tomorrow, barring a setback, he's playing. Yeah, without question. Because Thursday, they might just ratchet it down anyway, because why take the chance? Friday's a glorified walkthrough. Saturday is chalk talk and walkthrough. So, like, I think tomorrow we'll know. I mean, if he practiced in full and feels okay about it after practice tomorrow, the Ravens have one of their... Biggest weapons back. And again, how that unfolds throughout the course of a game. Is he saved? Like special situations, third down, third and long, second and long, red zone, goal to go. I don't know. Um, I do know that Isaiah likely has definitely grown as a tight end from this experience. Oh, yeah. Being asked to play some H back, lead block a little bit, you know, getting moved around a little bit more, him in motion, like settling into all the different sort of nuances that the Ravens ask of their tight ends. Not quite what it was under Greg Roman, but but still, you know, quite a bit. Um I think has been has been great for him because in the past, when he's out there, it's kind of like Designated pass catcher, more of a slot wide receiver, right? I mean, that's kind of more what it was. Like, mm-hmm. not a lot of inline stuff, nothing in the backfield. No. Not lining up in pony packages. Like, that wasn't happening in the past. And look, with Andrew's back, he's good to go. Some of that stuff, I would think, the heavy stuff, the short yarded stuff would go back to Andrew's. But the fact that Likely's done it and they've had success doing it with him on the field bodes well for them. Coming up next, Ravens getting ready to take on the Chiefs. Dan Pompey, national NFL writer for The Athletic, recently wrote a piece on Justin Matabike. We'll get his thoughts on the Ravens and Matabike next here on The Fan. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.